Hello and welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. We're here to talk about everything Rutgers football recruiting, Rutgers football related. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm, I'm Bobby Durham for ScarletNation.com of the 24-7 Sports Network. And we're here to, to just to, to break it down and, and uh, you know, see what's going on heading into this busy, busy offseason. To help me out, I've brought along the one, the only, Brian Doe, National Recruiting Analyst for 24-7 Sports. Uh, he's going to help sort out everything recruiting-wise. Brian, thanks for coming on. Oh, man, my, my pleasure. Sort everything out. How long is this podcast? 19 <laughs> hours? <laughs> well, we'll try to sort it out. We'll, we'll try to get it done. So, Brian, the season ends, but for us, it really, a new season begins, especially for you, covering so much of a, of a vast area. You know, this rush towards the early signing period, we only have less than a month to till all these guys sign, official visits come on, transport portal opens. Um, I, let's start out with that, the, the transfer portal. I mean, it, it's, it seems like it's going to explode once again. What can Rutgers fans expect to see in the next week or so? Oh, man, it's going to be mayhem across the country. And you're already seeing that with kids going in and saying they're going to go in. You know, the the the, the Division One kids can't go in until December 5th, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think, what, it's till like mid-January where right. you can get them and everything. But, I mean, these kids are saying, hey, I'm going in. And mm-hmm. you look, I mean, I know you and I spoke about it yesterday um, when maybe we were tipped off about quarterback recruiting um, but <laughs> but uh you know we were talking about the portal and it was you know georgia tech with jeff sims went in the quarterback um cade mcnamara at michigan went in i saw today what the penn state kid christian velo went in who was recruited by rutgers at one point um and it's just going to continue and continue listen there's not going to be homes for a lot of these kids that are going in, especially if they plan on staying at the power five level, but mm-hmm. it's just going to be absolute mayhem. And, um, you know, the, the FCS kids are already throwing their names in. It's just going to be incredible and signing day for the high schoolers is December 21st this year. So you actually do have a little bit more time to get official visits done. And mm-hmm. there's a little bit more time. It means that, uh, my kids may not have been good this year because it was the 21st. It doesn't leave much time for Christmas shopping afterward. So, <laughs> I mean, um, it is, it is going to be three weeks of flips, chaos, um, just stuff that we haven't seen before, just at an intensity we have not seen before. And, and, you know, Brian, we've already seen a couple of players announced for Rutgers that they're going into the portal. Zach Taylor was the first one. Sean Collins, the second. Um, we're going to see some more over the next week. Um, it, it's going to open up some spots. Do, do you see Rutgers really diving into the portal and, and going heavy this year? Um, I don't I don't know if they'll go heavy. I, I think as you get further into this, you, know, you, you need to rely on it less. And, you know, you, you saw on the offensive line, Asamoah played last couple games, and mm-hmm. so you hope that he's developing. I mean, I think there's going to be needs. The, the question is, do you go get a quarterback? Did you see enough out of Wimsett to say, okay, mm-hmm. listen, he he can if you can do what he does 50% of the time and elevate that to him doing it 90% of the time, mm-hmm. then you have something. Right. And so the question is, you know, now you get an off season. What happens with the new 
offensive coordinator. You know, it's it's really interesting, I'll say, that after after the third year where things were just abysmal for six years, mm-hmm. these things take time. This isn't you're not rebuilding Alabama or Ohio State here. I mean, you're you're rebuilding what was probably the worst power five program in the country. And, and it takes time. And every time there's a misstep or, or a little step back, you know, you're not allowed that anymore. Right. In, in college sports, if you have a, a step back as in a season, change the coach. I mean, mm-hmm. reading, I mean, Ryan days, I think 45 and five at Ohio state, I think 31 and two in the big 10 and people are like, well, he's not the guy. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it takes time. Is it frustrating for people? I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's really frustrating. But I think as you know, the first year Shana was there, they hit the portal hard. The next year hard. Last year, they went hard after the offensive lineman. You still have to find some guys, right? You'd, you'd like to see them get a receiver. You'd like to see them um, maybe get another offensive lineman or two. Quarterback, listen, that's. You know, you were going to have growing pains this year with the quarterback. The mm-hmm. question is, did you have enough? Did you see enough to say, okay, we bring in a new OC with quarter, you know, quarterback coach, mm-hmm. and they can be the same person because it goes on all over the country, and you mm-hmm. can bring that person in, and, and can they get this thing moving? And you know, the other thing, this is Sam Brown turned out to be a really good running back for them, yeah. and I don't think you beat Michigan or Penn State. If you have Sam Brown, um, but maybe some other things are different if he's not injured. So there, there's a lot of, and the defense was really good. Like I, I thought their defense was was tremendous. So you see a lot of a lot of gains there. Mm-hmm. But you know how how much do you need to go into the portal now to where some of these guys should be developed? Like at safety, Igbenusen should be ready next year to be a starter. There, mm-hmm. there should be a lot of that. And so I think you'll see less in the portal. Yeah, I think defensively we've seen a lot of bright spots. And, you know, like a guy like you said, Ibn could just come out and have a, a banner year next year. Shaquan Loyal is another guy you say, wow, you know, he's got a lot of potential. Um, across the board on defense, you see it. But offense, you know, that that's I kind of think everybody's got the concern for. Um, and I, I guess, you know, with the O.C., situation being what it is how do they recruit that and and how do you see teams kind of navigate through this because it happens all the time you know through this 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 chaotic time leading till signing day without a guy who's going to run your offense well a they may have a guy by then right and Mm -hmm. b this is what happens i mean Mm -hmm. if you're a good recruiter and the kids believe in you Mm -hmm. then at the end of the day you'll still be able to recruit and the trust will be there that yes, they'll hire the right offensive coordinator or do whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So as long as you're able to have that belief and, and kids believe in you, then, then you should be able to recruit and it shouldn't be an issue. Um, you know, listen, there, there's, here's the one, two things, right? Rutgers doesn't pay the head coach. I mean, the head coach is, I think, the lowest paid coach in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. But they, they do pay the assistant coaches pretty well. Um, the money should be there to get a good offensive coordinator. So now just go hire a good offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, 
you know, it, it makes for it makes for an exciting offseason, at least from a from a new standpoint, just because the games are done. You know, this is kind of the nuts and bolts of where everything gets gets fixed for their, you know, tries to get fixed for the future. And Brian, uh, going back to the to the recruiting class coming out of high school, 17 commits uh, for Rutgers. Now, do you see a, a handful more coming before signing day or, or that you think they're going to cut it maybe with one or two more or, or you know, or add, try and add even a few more than that? Um, I, I think there's a chance they get one or two more. I think mm-hmm. there's a chance they get four or five more. I think, you know, from the high school level, we'll see. I mean, they're, they're going to start going on the road on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get out and see some players and maybe somebody catches their eye. They will go out and, you know, also look at the transfer portal and see what's going on with that stuff. Um, they've, they've done my understanding, a lot of work behind the scenes with that already, not just with who's in it, but, you know, who could be going in it. So you, you know, some of that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, there's plenty of room for more kids to join in. Uh, you know, what happens with the kid they just offered down in your neck of the woods, you know, the, the Malika Hill clear yes. offensive lineman, Nick Oliveri, who, you know, Listen, they offer him, and, and this is how it works, right? They offer him. It doesn't look like he's going to wind up at Cincinnati, and then all of a sudden Maryland offers, West Virginia offers, Nebraska's talking about offering and bringing him out. Texas has reached out to him. Um, so we'll see. There, there's a lot that's going to go on. Um, and I, I always believe this. There's enough good players out there. You just have to find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, it goes back to what you said before, Bobby. You, you spoke about the offensive coordinator and boy is that going to be an impact mm-hmm. they just they just got a quarterback with no you know there's <laughs> not really an offensive coordinator <laughs> i mean uh-huh. you know so it's do you believe in the head coach that if it's not going the right way then you know he's the guy to make it go the right way and listen, like i said the defense was really good this season i i think you know when you look at some of the end season results, you know, once you get down by two scores, the defensive attitude changes a little bit. And so there's some blowouts involved, but Mm -hmm. um, you got that side of the ball pretty good. Now you just got to fix the other side. Mm -hmm. So the progress is being made. It's just, you know, you got to find the right offensive pieces. You got to find the right guy calling the plays and you got to decide who your quarterback is. Is is it Wimsett? Does Evan Simon stay, which I think there's a really good chance Evan Simon will be here next year. Mm-hmm. And does he battle for it? Because you're bringing in a new OC again. So here we go. We're open now for competition. And, and, you know, you look at it, and I know the transfer portal is alluring to some players, but a guy like Evan Simon, he's got a chance to be the starter next year. If you go somewhere else, you have to start over from the beginning. Um, it's just, you know, I, 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 he's in a good spot when you think, when, when you consider where a lot of quarterbacks are well, in the country. Well, it depends. Okay. Does he want to go play Power 5 football? Right. Okay, so if he wants to go play Power 5 football, what Power 5 school will look at the tape from this year and say, okay, yeah, he could be our starting quarterback. Right. I'm not saying there isn't a Power 5 school out there. I'm just saying you got to find one. Right. Okay? So then, okay, do you want to go play at a Buffalo or somewhere like that where maybe you can get on the field quicker, but it's not the same level? Right. Then you do that. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot to consider. Um you know, Evan Simon's invested a lot in this program already. Mm-hmm. 
close to his degree. He can he can do that and then go somewhere else after that if he wants to give it another run, see what happens. With, there's a lot of things that can take place. And mm-hmm. so for me, you know, I just look at the, the from the standpoint of just because you're not playing a lot or it's not going well. I mean, that's the problem with the portal now. Kids just go in it because their inner circle is frustrated. Mm-hmm. So, but and you know, and, and even if he doesn't win the starting job, he's one hit away from being the starting quarterback, assuming that there's not another transfer that comes in. But um, you know, staying on quarterback topic, you mentioned uh, you alluded to the quarterback commit just to got without an offensive coordinator as as a, a Johnny Shepard uh, today. You know, Sean Brown revealed the news today, and and uh, on Scarlet Nation, we got to plug that. Thank you, Sean. Um, uh, you know, he it was old school, Brian. We announced it. You know, it was like the, the old days when we broke commitments. Um, but neither here nor there. Um, a Johnny Shepard comes comes to the Rutgers. He's at Old Dominion. Uh, Greg goes in, which I always, you know, I always admired about Greg is is he was willing to reevaluate guys during their senior season and, and be open minded in that regard. Whereas some schools, you know, kind of shut the door early on guys. Um, what what is Rutgers getting in a Johnny Shepard? Well, first off, let's let's go back to he was committed to Old Dominion, and I feel bad for Ricky Ronnie down there who used to be listen. He was the OC at Penn State, the quarterback's coach at Penn State, who did a really good job there. He has now lost a quarterback commit in the last couple cycles. He lost one to, I believe, Wake Forest. He lost his commit commit last year to Kansas, and mm. now he lost to Johnny Shepard to Rutgers. Here's what I know about Ricky Ronnie. He, he, he knows how to evaluate quarterbacks. Uh-huh. He knows how to find some good ones. And so you pay attention to it. I mean, I, Johnny Shepard's a good player. Um, athletic, big, um, you know, I think Gavin Wimsett's probably a little bit longer, but very similar in stature. Wimsett has a stronger arm. Uh, Johnny Shepard looks like he's a little more fluid as a runner. He put up huge numbers, you know, throwing for 2,400 yards, mm-hmm. ran for, I think, 1,300 as a senior. It, that's, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you the production's there. You know, he, he, his, like I said, his delivery is a little long. There's times he drops his elbow. Uh, he'll continue to work with his arm strength. And there's a lot there. I, I think the Ramsey kid who they were on, um, you know, Jack, uh, was it Grusser? Uh-huh. I think, I think at one point, you know, I, I think he's closer to being able to play quickly. Mm-hmm. But Shepard, I think, has a higher ceiling. Okay, and I think you see that in the, you know, I, I mean, yeah, it's how I ranked them too. So, but listen, if you're, I, I don't subscribe to the, well, what do you think you can get late? I subscribe to the, okay, they they evaled them, they know the school really well, they trust the coaching staff there, they paid close attention to him, they know about the kid, his character, um, great kid, and so yeah, they went and. What Power Five programs do? They go take kids from other schools that may not be as good. Right. Yeah, you, you got to kind of feel for Old Dominion. Thought they had one there. Oh, yeah, I do feel bad for them because I know how hard they work at it and the ID stuff, and and they were building a class around it. And now, three weeks before signing day, they're going to find another quarterback. Now, the flip side is if 
that staff is at a power five school in two years, they'll do the same stuff. Right. But, uh, you know, it's part of it's the nature of the beast. We might not see Old Dominion at any future Rutgers satellite camps. <laughs> no, no. You you certainly won't see Rutgers at an Old Dominion satellite camp. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, you know it, it, that took me back, too, with Greg. Um, the way he kind of does evaluate guys. Uh, you know, he, I remember, remember Miles Jackson out of uh, – he was a oh, sub- Westchester. Yes. He, um, he went to that game to see somebody else, and Jackson flashed so much that um, – you know, he offered him, he wound up committing. Jackson had a neck injury and uh, th- he had to retire early. So his, his college career never manifested, but it was interesting the way he discovered him. He went to a game scouting someone else and, and discovered him. Yeah, and that's and that's what you do. You go in open-minded and look, they took a long time to figure out what they wanted at quarterback. And they were patient with it. And so then they moved on it. And, and that's fine. I mean... You know, whether you get your guy in February or December, just get him. And in the case of Rutgers, they were not going to get a quarterback early that they that really suited what they wanted just because it was hard because everybody wanted to see what Wimsat was going to do. So schools were like, what do you want to go there for? They have their quarterback of the future sitting there, and he may still be the quarterback of the future, but now – you can sell the quarterbacks you have playing time. And right. so, you know, and so to me, the, the, the curious thing is, did you see enough between Simon and Wimsat to say, okay, I don't need to go in the portal or do you still need to go in the portal? And I think the only way you can answer that is when you see who's in the portal and does that guy go in there that makes you say, yes, I need to go get him. Right. Right. And, and when these guys show up, they want to get them officials right away. Can, you know, the fifth, it, it officially opens the portal. Uh, can we expect a lot of official visits maybe subsequent to that, you know, right afterwards? You know, <laughs> the great question. Um, I don't know if you're going to see a lot of them because you don't, you know, you're limited on your officials. So you can't just bring everybody in. Rutgers used, you know, a fair number of them. They still have plenty left. But you can't bring in, like, if you're going to take a quarterback, and we'll go back to the quarterback again. If you're going to take a quarterback in the portal, you better be darn sure when he comes to campus you're going to get him. Right. Because if you start bringing in quarterbacks, people in the program are going to look and be like, "Mm, they're bringing in somebody here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you have to be you can't just bring guys in from the portal to bring them in. Right. You, you have to say, OK, these are guys we feel good about and they can really impact our too deep quickly. Right. Um, and so I think you'll see some stuff with offensive linemen. Um, but we'll we'll see. I mean, the good thing is you you have three official visit weekends before signing day mm-hmm. and two of them after. You know, the FCS portal is fine. You know, those kids can go now, but you'll have more. You'll still have two weekends for official visits. Okay. So the later signing date really helps out in that regard. Uh, Yeah, it does. I mean, it helps out in that regard. But the flip side is it gives other schools an extra week also to pursue kids. So, um, you know, six of one half dozen the other kind of thing. 
So, uh, and, you know, you made a good point about who they're bringing in and whatnot. You know, we saw Rutgers offer a D lineman from Western Michigan. Uh, Alan True had an article up on him, but, you know, like five other schools offered him. So just because an offer goes out might not mean, you know, everybody shouldn't put all their eggs into that basket. It, you know, th- there might be a few of them casting a wider net in, in the coming weeks. Yeah, there's an offensive lineman from originally from New York City at Rhode Island who went into the portal. And within a couple hours, I think it was Missouri. Virginia and another Power Five school. So yeah, I mean, you're you're also talking about premium positions, right? And right. so if you're an elite, elite offensive lineman, you know, are you going to go to a, a top five program or maybe a top ten program mm-hmm. and have a chance to play there and play for a national title? Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a lot of factors involved. The number one thing for transfer kids, portal kids, um, especially if they've played a lot of football at their other school, mm-hmm. is finding a place where they can start. Right. You know, and, and that's what I remember when Jonah Jackson went into the portal and I remember talking to him and he was, you know, dead set on going to the place where, you know, he was going to get the playing time. It turns out he went yeah. to one of the best programs in the country and turned himself into a third round pick. But, um, you know, uh, it's definitely, you know, in talking to those guys, it's it's playing time is a top priority because you really don't, you know, this is your second chance. Yeah, I mean, there's no, you know, if you're redshirting, that's not good. If you're not on the two deep, I mean, you could have stayed at your own, at your other place and not played then or, or played a lot more. They're, they're trying to find a new place where they're comfortable, where they get playing time because – Listen, man, say whatever you want. These kids all think they're going to the NFL. And that's Mm -hmm. great. I mean, that's what makes them who they are. But the way they figure they're going to get there is by, you know, playing. Right. And it's important. It's important that they do that. And the programs that go after these kids are going after them with the idea that they're going to start and and impact the roster. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important for fans to understand the mindset of a lot of these kids. A lot of them, they all, you know, even if the guy's is a mid round legit pick, he thinks he's a first round pick. Um, oh, yeah. Most kids think. They're, so and, and that's why it's important to have good people around them, because, you know, the people in their ear uh, are, are going to kind of coerce them into doing whatever they want up doing. And, and if they're not ob- objective about it, you know, you could see kids making really bad decisions. You will see kids who don't play football anymore. Mm-hmm. because they get bad advice and go into the portal and never get out. And it is, it, you know, it's like, oh, we're getting screwed at this school. You need to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the ones that are successful, the ones, A, that are playing at their current school usually, right. but B, are honest with themselves if they're not playing on why they're not playing and why it's not working out. And maybe you need to go down a level. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just there's so many people in inner circles that lack objectivity. Like mm-hmm. so many times you'll see on Twitter, Bobby, all the time, this player is the best defensive <laughs> end in the country or is the best running back. Really? Really? Have you watched 200 others so you can make that claim? Well, you know, there was a question on a message board earlier. A former player made a mention that Craig doesn't recruit uh, certain areas. And, and, you know, because everyone thinks that their guy is the guy. And, you know, for doing it so long, we can look at a tape and be like, hey, that's not a guy. You know what I mean? Like, and. Right. So, well, you just, you just, you know, I, I'm dealing with something today 
where somebody wanted a, a kid ranked higher. And I'm like, I understand, but he's a corner who ran, you know, an 11 seven in the hundred meters mm-hmm. and his 40 times aren't good. So right. I don't care how well you shut somebody down. That doesn't work at the power five level. Mm-hmm. And you know, Bobby, it's funny cause you know, so many high school coaches and, and so do I, and it's funny to listen to the high school coaches when they're a high school coach, I can't believe school X isn't recruiting my kid. What are they thinking? Mm-hmm. And then they get to college and I'll say like, Hey, remember when you were mad that school, that school X didn't recruit your kid? Yeah. Could he play here? No, 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 he couldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, they, they, they get a, when they, when they join the college staff, they get a window into it. But if you don't join the college staff, it's really easy to forget or not understand what it really takes. I mean, it's real simple. Hey, this coach should offer my kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you know what? Your job isn't on the line if that coach offers your kid and it doesn't work out. The, right. co- the college coach's job is on the line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing that's always helped me is being able to watch Rutgers practice for the last 15 years up close. So you get a really good idea standing right next to a practice and what – these guys look like and then you go try to translate that at the high school level and i without seeing that on a consistent basis it's tough for people to realize the level of athleticism size speed power all the above what it takes to be at that level it's it's not something you see every day man i you hit it on the head i mean i i watch these nfl games and i listen to these kids oh, i should be in the nfl i'm going to leave early for the draft i'm going to do that the most unathletic guy in the NFL is an athletic freak. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is remarkable how big, strong, and athletic they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, Brian, another thing I wanted to ask you about was, uh, you know, the 25 limit. Um, it's It's gone now, so you can load up as long as you have the, the X amount, uh, 85 scholarships. Um what does that do for this recruiting cycle and, and just like, uh, you know, recruiting in general? Yeah, I, I think it allows schools to take a few more chances on kids. It's, it's not you don't sit there and go, oh, geez, I don't want him to count as one of my 25. Now, you still got to get the 85 um, and you got to do it by the start of training camp. And while it creates some maybe difficult and uncomfortable discussions after spring practice, business is business. Mm-hmm. And so. It allows you to maybe go out and take a kid or two or three that maybe a little bit more projection, maybe a chance on it, but it it gives you, you know, some flexibility with that where instead of the hard 25 count where you're like, well, we can only take 17 this year because we took our money last year. It just gives you a little bit more flexibility. and, And I think that's something that, Schools can really benefit from mm-hmm. um, now and then, you know, make decisions later. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it could allow some some potential surprises. I mean, do you see any of that in store? Greg's been known to pull a rabbit out of his hat a time or two. Yeah, there's there's a lot fewer surprises now. I mean, you know, and, it, and it's tough because, you know, Bobby, in this business, sometimes you're asked to keep stuff quiet or you have to keep stuff quiet. Um you know, and so whether, you know, like with us, when when the quarterback committed, we weren't surprised. We were kind of, I mean, you had two stories ready on. <laughs> yeah. So, but, it, but I'm sure it was a surprise to, you know, 
the Scarlet Nation readers, because mm-hmm. uh, we, you know, if you're if you're told stuff in confidence, where you know, look, Sean Brown was all over that one. Kind of, you, you kind of have to, you know, you want to have that reputation of being somebody you can trust. You got to keep it quiet. But there's not a lot of surprises. But mm-hmm. I think you're going to see them, you know, uncover every little stone. It's a football weekend this weekend. There's games in Florida. There's games in Pennsylvania. There's games in New Jersey. Um, my understanding is there's a chance Shiano will be up in Massachusetts to watch um, the commit plan at St. John's in the, mm-hmm. in the state championship there, Ofori, right? The, right. the receiver. Um, so there's always a chance to you'll you know to to see somebody else flash like like you had mentioned uh, with the kid out of Westchester. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, are there surprise? Yeah, I I would. I'm always hopeful of that. I'm always hopeful of things like that. Like, did we? You know, three days ago, I don't think we were thinking Nick Oliveira was getting offered, and now mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's got you know four offers or you know. Shoot, by the time this thing airs, he may have 40 <laughs> But, I mean, so so there's always stuff like that, and, and that's what you want. You want development on senior film. I mean, go watch, you know, for, for the folks that, that love watching film or are intrigued by it, go watch a Johnny Shepard's junior tape compared to his senior tape. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see some growth, even though the completion percentage wasn't as high this year. Um, you'll see some growth in some of the things that he does. Mm-hmm. and Listen, you, one of the one of the mistakes schools make now is they want recruiting to be done by August first, and they're not willing to be flexible when a kid really develops. And mm-hmm. you can really find some excellent players, you know, yeah. when you watch what they do as a senior. And it's important to remember some of these kids develop physically at different times. So what a kid looks like at, at 15, 16 might be completely different than what he looks like at 17. And, and, um, I mean, you have to kind of, you know, prognosticate how he's going to, he's going to turn out in the future, but, um, to overlook a guy because he's a senior, sometimes is a mistake. And some of those late bloomers can really make a name for themselves. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the other thing that you have to be cognizant of now also is, and we're just going to use him because he's a name that we've talked about a, a bit on this podcast. So you get, you know, Nick Oliveira. What if he doesn't go to Rutgers, mm-hmm. goes somewhere else, and goes into Portal in a year or two? Then you have that relationship. Right. And so there's reasons to do stuff like that, to recruit a kid, to get to know him, or even though you may not move on him now, you think maybe in two years, if he's in the Portal, you, you could move on him. So there's a lot of different things that coaches now have to think about. And Bobby, you know this as well as anybody. If there is a way to figure something out within the rules, Shiana will figure it out. <laughs> he he has really been able to uh, you know maneuver, uh, and even when he was getting all those scholarships, uh, what was it during the COVID year, getting guys in? Other coaches were wondering how he was doing it. I mean, yeah, it, 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 <laughs> you're like I, I can't tell you how many calls. I go, how, how did you have this many scholarships? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I that, just write the stories, <laughs> and that's why you'll see it never. We'll never do a scholarship distribution chart on the site because uh, I might cure cancer before I figure that one out. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and there's so many things that can that can go into it. But yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what the fun is. I mean, listen, I, I think it's great when a program gets a five star or some kid that they've wanted, and it's a big commitment for whatever program. But the ones that are fun are like, you know, UVA right now is trying to uncover some kids in the Carolinas and in Virginia um, as they try to bring in some you know, athletes that fit certain specs, you know, length, whether they run well or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. kind of fun to, to watch their tape and see how they've developed as seniors. And you're kind of like, oh, man, I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens with this kid. And so to, to me, that's that's a, another fun aspect of it is is just, you know, this is the time of year where kids are going to commit sometimes where they don't have very many offers. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean they're not good players. It just means that, A, other programs stopped recruiting because they're full, or B, other programs didn't dig hard enough. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the time of year where you can really find some guys late because schools are just filled up yeah good point and and there should be some more surprises so uh well i want to thank you for joining if there's not bobby i'll be yeah. just whether it's a transfer or or something i mean man they they did not play well in their last game and a half um the offense needs to be fixed mm-hmm. so you know that shiano's gonna Listen, you'll you'll never sit there and go, man, he got outworked. <laughs> That's so, true. You you know, so I'm excited to see, you know, from the Rutgers standpoint, what can they turn over and find? Mm-hmm. And he always, you know, like how many recruiting weekends have you seen? Where did this guy come from? You know, all of a sudden he's got two guys <laughs> up to wait. He, this guy's here. You know what I mean? He's always got somebody coming up to visit or somebody on the back burner or something going on that you're like, wait, where'd this come from? So I, I think I'm with you. There will be some surprises. And especially, like you said, the way the season finished, it's going to make him hungrier. And his MO has always been, I'm going to outwork you. You're not going to beat me by working harder than I do. So, um, you know, I don't think sleep will be his friend in the next month. <laughs> do not. I, you may want to be buying Red Bull stock. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to know what coffee he drinks. I got to get that. Yeah, he's got to be like Red Bull or something. <laughs> Red Bull powered <laughs> by 10. Uh, oh, geez. It's like it's like that Jolt Cola used to be like yeah, uh-huh, added caffeine. Well, it's like the Red Bull with added whatever that is. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask him the next time I see him. So uh, <laughs> we'll have that new. That'll be a scoop for you. <laughs> uh, hey, and, and I want to find out. So so just tell me. Okay, we'll get it. Greg, I'm coming to ask you that one next time. So. Outstanding. <laughs> All right, Brian. Well, thank you for joining us. Any final words of, uh, of ado or, or any closing thoughts uh, as we you know get ready to go for this uh, really eventful next three, four-week journey? Yeah, here's my thought. Enjoy the U.S. men's national team because they got out of the group stage. <laughs> they play the Netherlands on Saturday. The next World Cup is in the United States, in Canada, and in Mexico. And you you want to see what happens when a team works really hard. They gave up one goal in three games in the group stage. And for those that don't know, I'm a huge soccer guy. And uh-huh. so I had to get some kind of plug in there. And then also think about for everybody that doesn't understand how, you know, how tough some of these guys are. The dude that scored the game winning goal, Christian Pulisic, was in the hospital the second half of the game because of a a 
pelvic injury, and he still scored the goal and played another 10 minutes in the first half before he left. Wow, for the U.S.? Yeah. So, so yeah, he's, he's the poster child or poster boy for U.S. soccer on the men's side, and he scored their most important goal in a long time today. Well, there you have it. We have football and football for you. Football, you know it. Well, Brian, thanks for joining us, and thank you for listening. As always, you can uh, interact with myself or Brian and Sean Brown, John Honestead on this 24-7 sports message board on scarletnation.com. Join us. We have a ton of coverage. We have a ton of stuff coming up. You won't be bored. You'll you'll, you'll neglect your work and and maybe the family or whatever. (laughs) Who else? But uh, (laughs) come join us. It's a lot of fun, and uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again.